And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, January 26th. Uh, and the Celtics have won back-to-back games. Not only have they won back-to-back games, but Sam, they've won their last two games by a combined total of 82 points. And uh, obviously it's it's the Kings without De'Aaron Fox and it's the Wizards who are struggling right now. But um, I know we have different points of views on, oh, you're supposed to beat these teams, blah, blah, blah. But you beat two teams by 82 plus points, and that's a big deal. <laughs> like, that's just good basketball, right? Like, no matter who those teams are, 82 points in two games is kind of absurd. Yeah, it's about time they started uh, doing what they're supposed to do, right? Um, two fantastic wins after a horrible loss on Friday, which I think we recorded before that game. So we didn't get to talk about that one either. But I'll start there and move forward. That was brutal. Uh, you know, yeah. you're up 11. That was a game that I felt like was done too, which is not something I typically feel with this team. But Portland's like bad. And they were really starting to run away with it early in the fourth quarter, which is something they haven't done a lot this year. You know, finishing off games. And I mean, yeah. I guess they still didn't do it because they only scored five points for the rest of the game. Seven minutes to go. and They lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, couldn't rebound, didn't do that well. But then they bounced back really well against Washington, a team that gave them the business in two games before. Uh, first one was at the Garden. That one I was at. That was brutal. They didn't close that one very well. And then they lost in double overtime in Washington. And that's a game they win if Montrez Harrell doesn't make a, like a half-court buzzer beater at, at the half. So, yeah, I mean, they still, still should have closed, but take it with a grain of salt, I guess. And then, hey, I mean, Wizards are a mess right now. You saw what happened to them last night. Yeah, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it's nice seeing it happen to someone else, right? And then, of course, the Kings. Uh, De'Aaron Fox did not play. However, the Celtics didn't screw around, which is good. That's also yeah. a change. Up by um, 60 at one point. Crazy. Yep. And the there's two common denominators in these wins. First is Jason Tatum, who's played uh, much better since that floor. I was going to say Florida game. I don't know. He's missing 20 straight threes. Uh, and his, you know, his three-point percentage has jumped from 31 to 33% in two games. That's ridiculous. Oh, at good. This stage Keep this going. Season. That's absurd. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So he's all of a sudden making threes again, which is great. And he, what do you have, 36 yesterday? So he had 51 and then 36. So that's 87. 87. So that's almost 44, 43 and a half Quick game. Math. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's good for him. And then Marcus Smart's back in the lineup, which is uh, always a good thing. His plus minus yes. is through the roof, which is just subjective. But it's nice having him back. He plays, you know, hard, harder than probably anybody. And he didn't even have to score yesterday for them to play well, which mm-hmm. is what people kind of want. Like people are like, oh, like he didn't score. Like who cares? But like, all right, he didn't don't score. complain when he takes shots. Like he what? three shots yesterday. Yeah. Three. And what was one of them? Maybe a three. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I know. I know he didn't take all threes because I know he drove a couple times. Yeah. Well, my thing is, and Josh Richardson said this after the game too. They've played fourteen games this season with that starting lineup, right? Of Marcus, uh, Jalen, Jason, Al, and Rob. And you don't like the injury standpoint at this point because you shouldn't be a five hundred team regardless. But they're nine and five in those games. That's a fifty-two in pace. And they have the best net rating out of any five-man lineup in the NBA. And it's it's not close. It's not close in the slightest. It's like eight points better than second place. Like that that lineup is good. And 
it's good because they defend and it's good because Jason and Jalen can score when they have an actual playmaker. And the people saying Marcus aren't isn't a point guard, I don't get what you're watching anymore because he's very L clearly take. is a point guard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's not even an L take. It's just like it doesn't make sense. Like it, I don't know what you're watching. And you there's you can make an argument that like they need a better point guard to be an elite team. And I mean, maybe sure, whatever. I mean, we've but, talked about that before. We've compared him yeah. to point guards on championship teams, but typically yeah. You know, besides the Warriors, and we talked about this before, this exact thing I'm about to say, the point guard is typically not the guy on the championship team. So it's an important those players piece have been better than Marcus Smart, but they, you know, you don't have to have that guy be the best guy on the team. No, but you do have to have that guy. Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be your best player, but you have to have someone. And I think KJ brought this up a long time ago. Um, having a guy to average seven assists is like the marker of an elite basketball team. And, you know, maybe that's true because you look at past champion Steph Curry. I don't know. If, did he? Hit, I don't know if he had seven assists. He might have, but Draymond, obviously have. Draymond, Draymond definitely probably did. Um, Kyle Lowry hit that mark when the Raptors won in 2019. LeBron James obviously is going to hit that mark. Um, I don't know if Giannis did, but they had, you know, Drew Holiday who's a really good playmaker at the point guard position. You even look at, you know, the Bulls, like Scottie Pippen was a severely underrated playmaker. Like all these championship teams throughout history, the Mavericks had Jason Kidd, you know, Miami Heat of old still had LeBron James. Um, you know, the Pistons had Chauncey Billups back in the day. The Lakers might be the anomaly because I don't know how many assists Kobe averaged, but um, you need a point guard nowadays and you need a point guard that can dish out assists. And Marcus Smart has shown flashes of being that. And when the entire starting lineup is healthy, he can be that. And I think the real key is, He's not playing with Dennis Schroeder anymore, which is good because Dennis Schroeder can be effective if he doesn't play with Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown at the same time. And Ujoko finally realized that. And look at that. They won by, what, 52, 53 the other day? Like, there's a formula. There, there's right. a formula there, right? Now, I will say this. Uh, there is another team that has not played with uh, four of their top guys for more than 12 games. And they're first in the Eastern Conference, so I really don't want to hear too much about that. But I do agree. Uh, to an extent where it helps to have those guys on the floor and they've played their probably their best basketball when they've got their ideal starting lineup out there. They've been and able to rotate properly in Udoka is getting better at the rotations for sure. Go ahead. Yeah. And Tatum was asked about that sort of thing. He's like, do you guys think you're a team that needs that? And he was like, yeah. And that like, whatever it is, what it is like, wait, needs what? They have the talent to be there. Well, it was like, do you guys feel like, you know, you need to get this, you know, chemistry up, or I don't even know if that was the right wording, but he, he's just basically asked, like, do you feel do you like, think you like your team's better lineup? off if you have like all your best players playing? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I would say that. Yeah. You could say my, that. Well, no, my point is you bring up the Miami heat and I, I don't think that's yeah. necessarily a difference. I just think like, you know, well, it is a laugh. difference because well, well people can new. laugh. People can laugh at heat culture, but that's a real thing. Like the mindset of everybody in Miami, like the Celtics don't have that. Like, and that's, it's whatever. I'm not like bashing on the Celtics. It's just, there's a different mentality within that organization. And I, I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. It's like Jimmy Butler came in and he completely reverted them back to that heat mentality. Like that. It, and it's hard to argue against it, right? You look at everybody up and down the roster. They have like five guys on minimum contracts, putting up ridiculous numbers. Tyler hero is stepping up. Kyle Lowry fits that mentality to a T Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are, you know, forming that. It's just a different mindset down there. And it's, it's not a bash at or a knock on the Celtics. Like they're different than any other, excuse me, organization in the league right now. Like that. It's just a fact. Miami is. Yeah. That culture down there is, is it's, 
and you can see it in other places. Like obviously Golden State has a certain culture, but the specific, you know, makeup of what makes Miami so successful is very, very, it's Miami. Like it's heat culture and that you can like, like I said, you can laugh at all oh, heat culture. That's stupid or whatever. It's true. That's just what it is. And that's what helps them be successful because they have that mindset. And not a lot of teams do. Yeah. Celtics need to pick up on it. You know, what's funny. I was thinking about, uh, how great Jimmy Butler would be like as a Celtic. And yeah. then I thought like, wow, they pay him a lot of money. <laughs> they do. I, but I, I mean, I Hey, so- I don't know if I rate is like the right thing, but I don't think that's a good contract even for them. You know, like I think you're tripping right now this year. It might be, but what's he making 50 million? I don't think anybody should be making 50 million a year unless you're like Giannis right now. Well, I I don't think it's worth it, but if they win, the argument can be made that, all right, that's what they're committing to. You know, that's their guy. Yeah. And, you know, they've got all these other guys. He is their guy. Too, so pay him what you want. Oh, I just I don't like paying anybody over like thirty five million dollars. I mean, bubble or not, he led them to a championship, like a, a finals. A finals. He led them to a finals. Yeah. And you, there's an easy argument. We said this on pregame. They could win it this year. Right. Like they very easily. Oh, could I take think home they the have title a chance. I think the team's deep. They, you know, like we said, they haven't played together very much. But so my question to you is then in the grand scheme of things, is there a price you can put on perennial title contention? Because that's what the Heat are right now outside of last year where they struggled. But that was like injuries, right? Like the Celtics, like the perennial title contenders, period. Right. Like first seed in the East led them to a finals appearance a couple of years ago. They're dominating this year. And like you said, they're not even fully healthy and they're dominating. So that's scary. Max contract like and he's the leader of that. And that's not really close. So. That, that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, all right, but they haven't won anything. They've been in the situation when like they were in the finals. In the exactly. Bubble. But I just think to myself, if it was the Celtics, like what people would be saying, and I don't think it would be as well received. They would, they would, it would be, be putting a lot of weight on this season. Like they'd be like, if they don't get it done this year, like it's a failure. Like they're well, paying all these guys a lot of money. They're only going to get older. I, I could just hear what, the media would be saying about the team if it was the Celtics. Well, I disagree to an extent, and we, we don't have to spend too much time on if Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was a Celtic segment because it's pretty random. But is, you is have random, but you have. have Celtics fans begging all season for someone who cares and someone who hustles and someone who plays. No, hard I agree with that. that. That's but, not that's not what I mean. You know what, what I mean is like you said, you can't like put a price on perennial title contention and like. I feel like I don't think you can. Well, the Celtics were close for a couple of years, and all people do is say how they didn't do it. So, what you say? They were they were contenders for three or four years straight, and then they didn't do they anything. Were. Like they didn't get there, and yeah. now all you hear about is how they fail. So if the, if Miami doesn't win, you know if the the scripts were flipped, like if it was the Celtics, that's all you would be hearing about. Like if the from yeah. the media, local media, not even just national people shitting on but, it, like local i think that he and again it's all you know hindsight on two years maybe i'll look back on this thing of an idiot i think the heat for the next what three four years are gonna be in that top four in the east without a doubt right like you look at jimmy butler and kyle lowry like and and the reason is and again, i don't know heat, I, not a heat podcast they're getting old. No, no no i know i know but let me explain kyle lowry's game ages well Right. You don't lose your playmaking chops. That's not like athleticism. It's not like whatever. It's not even shooting, which, you know, well, getting to the spots still is athleticism. Sure. But pure, athleticism, pure, pure vision. 
pure vision, oh, vision playmaking and shooting, which is what he does for them and mentality, right? Championship experience. Fine. Jimmy Butler, you can make an argument. Maybe his defense will decline, but that mentality won't. And the good thing about Miami is they have guys ready to step up and make, you know, replace that production. Bam Adebayo, young center. Tyler Hero is an all-star this year, right? There's an easy argument for that. He's playing phenomenal. They even have young guys below that. Omar Yurtsevin's a good center, right? Max Struess is younger. Duncan Robinson's like, you know, the prime of his career right now, and he's only two years in the league, right? They have guys ready to step up. And I think that's the key. You have that older generation that, you know, by the end of their current contract might be declining and it might look like a bad contract, but people aren't going to be talking about it as a bad contract because they'll probably be, still be a good team because of those younger players. Like you look at Philadelphia, that Tobias Harris contract is one of the worst in the league right now because they're not the title contenders that people expect them to be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, and the Russell Westbrook one, if they were the top of the East, no one would give a shit about his contract, well, right? Because they'd be a good. contract from the get-go. <clears throat> yes, yes. Uh, but then, I mean, at the same time, you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen to Russell Westbrook. Everyone thought Chris Paul's contract was the worst in the NBA a couple of years ago. Everybody, right? When he was on the Rockets that last year in Houston, yeah. terrible contract. And now he's, you know, perennial title contender with the Suns. Suns haven't even lost 10 games yet. They're ridiculous. So good for that. It's all about, you know, whatever. I wish but I knew anyways. that feeling. <laughs> back to the Celtics. Um, do you think Tatum's back now? Or do you think this is another flash in the pan, right? It's been. Uh, I think you need to see it a little longer, but I think. I think you've seen a lot more from this, especially coming off that huge slump. Like something clicked, right? Something yeah. clicked. And he's looking more confident. He's making early shots. Do you know what he said? Do you know early. what he said after the game? He said that I think the 20 misses in a row was a blessing in disguise because I was forced to attack the paint so much, and now I can have a better balance of both. So speaking to your desires, Sam. Speak. Well, yeah, there you go. We'll do it. Keep doing it, because he's done it well, especially. I mean, that Pelicans game last yeah. week where he didn't make a three and still had 27 points was very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, it'll open if up the shot is true, yeah. he needs to continue to do that, because he has struggled all season going to the basket. He really doesn't mm-hmm. ever look like he's going in strong. Now he kind he of has no lately. Now, he now has, he's yeah. starting to kind of turn the corner on that. And I think that is the biggest eye opener, not the three point shooting. It's great yeah. that his threes are dropping. It's not always going to happen. And it hasn't really happened all season. So seeing it kind of pick up a bit, it's not going to stay at this level. Nice. This level is ridiculous, right? Like, but yeah, like I said, the biggest positive is the bat going to the basket. That's what I want to see more of, not more threes. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be For really sure. bad if he started playing well now, right? And then he's like, oh, look at all these threes I can make. I'm going to take more. No, no. Yeah. No, no, and no. I, I don't think Please. it's going to revert back to that because I think him driving to the hoop, and he said this, it, it opens up the outside for him, like, because people can't just worry about the, the step back that he does, which has looked clean in the last two games. But they have to guard him on the drive, too. And he's been going strong, like you said. So um, if he keeps that up, I don't like I his trainer. He keeps, he keeps talking on Twitter. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, what do you think? Like, people are going to be thrilled with him shooting 31% for the season at the time. And he's like, oh, like, look, look at everyone now. Like, yeah, he yeah. scored 31 p- points. Like, congratulations. Like, he did what, like, Hanlon. He, he's playing now, like, how he should be playing. It's it a long personality. Time. He's something. Yeah. He, I, like, I don't really Like, you're not in the league. Him. Relax. Like, you, who are you? He trains all I don't really guys. care. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't I care don't, for that. I, I don't know. I don't really care about do, it. But do your it, job. It stay, good. stay in the gym there, and leave everybody alone. <laughs> Even though people um, like blame him, and I don't completely get that either. Like, I don't know. 
Tatum pays the guy. Like, let him do what he wants. Well, I think people blamed him because Tatum might have spent time training to work on the wrong those, things. Well, to work for those calls that he wasn't getting, and now they just uh, abandoned them in one off season. But they, they should not be training anyways. about getting calls. That's a no no. Can't, can't anyways be doing that. Um, Jalen's looked solid too. Uh, he scored thirty in the night as well. Good in tandem win. I mean, everyone was doing a little bit of everything. Shout out Grant Williams. He looks phenomenal too. Played great on defense, great in Williams shooting. Still money. don't get why people still don't great first get why quarter, people hate on him. You won <laughs> yeah, some money. Sam's lock is Grant Williams one and over one and a half threes, right? And perennial or yep. daily lock. <clears throat> but if they keep putting I, it out there, keep betting it. Because I don't know why yeah. they don't change it. But mm-hmm. you know what's funny is they keep throwing that uh, you know, Celtics seven and oh now when Tatum Brown both scored 30 apiece. I would love to know the all-time like NBA record for teams who have two players score 30 or more. It's got to like, be high. It cannot very be high. very many losses there. I, I can't imagine. There is no I, way I that look. you could find that. I don't think. Uh, there might be. Uh, but, but that like is such like a – I mean, it's great. Like They're scoring 30 points apiece. Great. Yeah, awesome. But don't make it like – well – I don't even know what to say. That's not like a stat, like that's special. Like it could be anybody scoring thirty points apiece. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll Google it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but I don't it's think great that they are. It's not. I'm not trying to be negative. It's just funny. Like that. That's like a stat that we keep seeing all around. It's like, well, yeah. Like I sure hope they're winning. Yeah. I also thought to myself, like, that's like the kind of stat, like, they'll end up like with the one loss in like a game seven. Like, that's when they'll just <laughs> that that's like the game they'll lose. Yeah. Of course, right? Of course. Uh past that, I mean, we t- we touched on Marcus Smart a little bit. Um, but he was eligible to become or he was eligible to be traded on the 25th. So from now until the trade deadline this season, Marcus Smart can be traded. Uh, although it's hard to make the case for trading him with the way he's playing. But as I'll continue to say, it's not a necessity, but it's always an option. If you can find, if there's a clear pathway to get better and Marcus Martin needs to be in that trade and it makes you a better basketball team because of it, you, you pull the trigger. He's not untouchable. Um, those guys are Tatum, you know, Brown and probably Robert Williams at this point. Uh, but it, he's making it tough to justify trading him with these two performances. But uh, again, it's not, it's not untouchable. It's just unlikely, I would say. So that, that I don't know what you think, but. Yeah, like people are listening to this and they're like, he's had no points last game. What are you talking about? Yeah, but like <laughs> that doesn't necessarily matter. Like you if you're saying that, then you're probably someone that says, Why is he taking shots? Why is he shooting so much? So he only took like three three shots on what is this? So this is Wednesday. So on Tuesday night, he only took three shots. What else do you want yeah. on him? And he, he was pinging the ball around like nothing, hitting guys, making the right play, looked he's really great, great distributing. He's buying into that role and he's been doing it all season. He's slowly adjusting. He's playing like perfectly into that fit. The problem is, is how much money he makes. And if they decide they do want to make changes and reshape the roster around Tatum, Brown, and Rob Williams, his money makes up a large chunk of the non Tatum, Brown, Rob Williams. And he has value now because he's playing well. He yeah. has value. So, so he's not I untouchable. Would he's not have- untouchable. I'd be very sad if they trade him, but if they trade him, they damn well better get something worth it back. And what is that, I always guys? see these trades like it's Marcus Smart for, you know, like 
Joe Schmo. He's like average because people look at the stats and are like, oh, like he only averages this many points. And like, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you expect to get from him? And I don't know what the real market is. Like, I don't know how much you truly could get, but you mm-hmm. can't just give him up for nothing. He's too important to the team, in in my opinion. And I think yeah. that's a it, it's he's such a polarizing player. Yeah, because it's. But I feel like most of the intelligent people that talk <laughs> about the Celtics are on the side of the fence that we are on, where we feel like he's important to the team. He is, but like I'll continue to say, that doesn't mean he's untouchable. And I know our friend. No, I, I agree. Would... No, yeah. I agree. But you're going to be under the microscope if you deal him. You better, of course, that better work. You know. So, so what's the line then? Like, where's the line of trade players you would and wouldn't trade? Him? Like, would you trade him for in a deal for John Collins? Yeah, I would. Sabonis. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't love Sabonis though. Like, I'm not like I love Sabonis. I really but like Sabonis. If it's like. Not smart, not much else. Yeah, I would, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Like, I, no. I, the reason why I'm not like floored by the Sabonis thing is because I think they're going to make you pay an arm and a leg for him, and I don't think he's worth an arm and a leg. Hmm. I, I, we can disagree. I, I wouldn't trade Rob for him, but I'd trade almost anybody else on the roster for him. They're, they're going to uh, want like a bunch, like picks. I don't think he's worth like all these future picks. Now, I say, like, I don't love, like, I don't really care for picks, but like, they're like a safety net if like your experiment here goes wrong. Like you don't want to be like the Nets, right? Where, you know, they're better than the Celtics now. Well, the Nets they, figured it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny I say that, but like they really screwed themselves for a while. Like it took them a while to get out of that hole. And they only got out of the hole because someone wanted to play there. So Yeah, because Kyrie wanted to go there and he brought Katie. Well, actually, I'll, I'll give him credit. They they developed their guys. D'Angelo Russell turned out well. They made good trades, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I'm saying? No, that, they, that had, season, they had yeah. good players. But if they weren't in New York, they wouldn't be any good right now. That's, yeah. that's, that's well, the facts. Okay. Um, yeah. Keep going. Marcus, smart thing. Bogdanovich uh, from Utah? Mm-hmm. No, no. That that's when I saw floated out there. I don't. I like would. That one I would lose my mind if that was like what was done. He's not bad. He's a good player, but it's he's like, not a bad player. He's like what thirty two, mm, thirty one, thirty two. I think. Is yeah. he a good defender, Jack? That's like no. I don't want to sound like dummy because I don't know if he's a good defender. I know he can score. I know he can shoot. I know he's a. He's solid not a player. great defender. Yeah, he's so not like, a good defender. I don't know. I don't want him to just be sitting there. Like shooting three. Well, you need that though. You need that on the team. You need. Yeah, but you also need somebody like Marcus. So like you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and it's not really ample pay. I will will die in the hill that you don't need Marcus. Marcus helps. You don't need Marcus. I think help somebody like him. Okay, but like him can be gotten for the minimum. Uh, Ah, I don't know about that. I think he's a rare type of player. Okay, so what's we've had this many times before. Like, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. And if you do, you need it on a very small scale. No, not it doesn't mean you can't get it in one of your main guys. Like, okay, the great thing about KG is he had what Marcus has in him, but he was also like an MVP candidate. (laughs) You're saying you need that for a championship? Is your you need that? Somebody has to have that. Somebody has to be crazy. Bucks. Bucks, Drew Holiday is yeah. a dog. He plays extremely hard defense. Okay, He's not... Drew Holiday is an all-star. Okay, great. That's and not what I'm so... saying. You still have that on the team. Sure. Tatum and Brown are you... all-stars, but they don't have that. You have okay. to get it from somewhere. My, my point is, if you have it in one of your main three all-stars, great. If you don't, you can't pay $20 million for it. 
And uh, this is again, this is on Jack. You you love him, but then you, you I do. I, but I don't. I, know. I just I, I love him, and I think he helps the team. No, I also think twenty million is a lot, and it makes it really hard to keep him out of trade talks. But I also no, my, think my point is I love him. He helps. Don't give him away for nothing. But you don't need that for that price on a championship team. I don't believe that. For I, that I price, don't. I don't think you need it. But I, and I'll continue to go down the line. Who? That's who why they paid it. Lakers. Lakers. Who wasn't on the Lakers? Well, as much as like he's like a whiner, LeBron, he turns it on, and he's like a freak okay. like that. Fine. The year before that, what, Raptors? Raptors. Raptors. Lowry. All-star. Okay. The year before that, Warriors. Draymond. All-star. Draymond. Right? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Go down. You can go down the line. Um, Before that, Cavaliers. LeBron again. Right? But the point is, there is somebody with that crazy killer mindset on the team. Yes, but they're, in all of your examples, they are the star player of the team. So at that point, the and argument Draymond's is... Draymond's not okay. the star player. He He's is a, a very important player, and he was an all-star... Was he an all-star the last run yeah. they had Yeah, with KD? I know yeah. he has been an all-star, but I don't know how often he's been an all-star. I'm pretty sure he is a three-time all-star. 16, Three 17, 18. Okay, yeah. so they won in 15 and he was not an all-star. Sure, but he was an all-star caliber impactful player. Marcus no, he Smart's is. Not an I agree with caliber, that. Impactful player. Right? And I'm pretty sure – How much? Let me. What, is, what does Draymond make? Is he, he does. He's not at a he max. Makes a good amount now. In 2015, he probably didn't make that much. Yeah, he makes. He doesn't make a max right now. I want to go through and see. Dream on. My well, anyway, regardless, that's not important. My point is, I don't think you need that on a championship caliber team. And if you don't have it in one of your star players, and you still think you need it, you don't pay 20 million dollars to do it because that's then that severely restricts the way you put together the rest of your roster. It does restrict the roster, then. That's like the reason why he's in all these trade talks. Mm -hmm. I yep. think it's very important to have on your team. <laughs> and okay, even if you want to say that, it's not like the Celtics don't have other guys. Maybe it's not the same level as market, but the, Marcus, but they have other guys who bring that similar energy and intensity. Or the only at least one that I feel like is, is Grant and Rob yes. too. But Rob, Rob is like quiet. Rob's quiet. <laughs> But he but he, Grant, he plays with a lot of energy. There you go. And, and you're Grant's not going to sit here and tell he, me. He'll get in the dude's face. He's always diving on the floor. Exactly. So my point is, realistically speaking, you trade Marcus, you lose that, right? You lose that energy, hustle, leadership, whatever. But you're not I, – I can't be convinced that no one else on the team is going to step up in Marcus's absence because obviously somebody would. Well, right? Have you and, seen uh, it? Have you seen it when Marcus has been out this year? They've been horrible when he's out. Now, this is as is. This is as is with this team that's mediocre. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, these guys on the team, when he's out, you really don't see it. That's that's the issue. I guess. I just I, I don't. I just disagree with that notion that, oh, you need a hustle player to win a championship. You need a collective hustle grind mentality, sure. But you don't need a singular player who's paid that much money to be that. I, I just don't like that because I, I think it comes down to, you know, a group collective thought process in a well-constructed team rather than, Oh, this one player heart and soul. Like, and I love that. This isn't me hating on Marcus. I love Marcus. You know, I love Marcus. I love what he does. And I love what he brings. And yes, it's important, but I don't think it's like completely necessary. Helpful. Awesome to have on the team. Uh, absolutely. Completely necessary to win a championship. No. 
So we'll, we'll disagree. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you mentioned Robert Williams too. Jason Tatum gave Robert Williams a shout out after the last game saying, I love playing with Rob. Uh, basically just said, you know, you can drive into lane, throw it up, do that. Robert Williams today said, you know, they always get on me. They say, you got to put that down even when it's like 10 feet above my head. So the dynamic with Robert Williams is really starting to come along. He's playing almost 30 minutes a game. You know, you're seeing him play. I think he's played in like 37 or 45 games, something like that. He's missed. A, I think he missed a stretch because COVID. And, I mean, everyone missed a stretch because of COVID. But and also, I mean, uh, Robert Williams. Birth of his kid. <laughs> yes, yes, that too. But uh, I mean, Rob's here, and I, I would argue he's here to stay. Like, I, I still no, hear... he's definitely here to stay. They uh, shit, I don't know what the source was on it today. But there was like I, something where I, it was said like teams are asking about him and they have no interest. No, I know, interest I know because that. I'm the one who tweeted it out. Robert Williams has received trade interest around the league, but Boston sees him as part of the core next to Tatum and Brown. This was from Mike Scotto of Hoops Hype via Bleacher Report or, you know, uh, hat tip. There you Bleacher go. Report. Well, I knew I saw it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but they see him as a part of the core. And I think that's rightfully so. I still am hearing some like. Media pundits out there saying, you know, you can't trust Rob. He's inconsistent. Trade him while his eye is high. I don't, I don't think that's get, true. I don't think I that's just, true anymore. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Because like Marcus, uh, there are times where Robert Williams' impact isn't felt in the box score. And again, I, I don't want to get the reputation of I hate Marcus because I love Marcus. And you know I love Marcus. But it's just that one aspect that Marcus happens to fit into that I disagree with. But anyways, uh Robert Williams' impact doesn't always show up in the, in the box score. You know, look at that Charlotte game as the prime example. They were getting to the paint with ease. Like, they didn't care. They were driving right. into the paint. They were making plays. If Robert Williams in there, it's a whole different ballgame. So right. they're, they're scared rebounding better on the other round. And he just has yep, to be on the floor. To they don't want to drive on him. <clears throat> exactly. And it's, it's, it's like the gravity effect of Duncan Robinson, except it's Robert Williams in the paint. He just affects it by being there. And that, that's the beauty of Robert Williams. And now you're starting to see it in the boxer. It's 17 rebounds the other night against the Kings, right? He's blocking shots. He's averaging almost two blocks a game. His impact is incredible. And I think it would take an, a monumentous trade package to get Robert Williams off this team. And I, I, I don't know what that is. And I don't think it's out there right now. So I think he stays. And I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. I, I think he's a crucial. And I wouldn't trade him for Sabonis. I see that a lot too. Not a chance. Not a chance. Well, I wouldn't trade him for Sabonis. But I, I really don't think that highly of spellness yeah why is that though and this is off topic again but why, i just don't, don't like think if you get it has nothing to do with like uh thinking he's like a good player or not a good player it's more of like if he's like on the team i don't think it all of a sudden makes them like special i do i i, I think if they get him on the team it's gonna cost him a lot which doesn't particularly matter because you know they're not gonna win anything this year and to win, they're going to have to move parts around quite a bit. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think he's like that. He's not going to make you anything crazy. I really like him. I think he would help with playmaking more than anything. Obviously, he'd help with rebounding. Yeah, uh, but like you have that. You have now. Horford hasn't been very good um, overall. He's a better. He's, he's a better, more talented, younger Horford. Yeah, and but also Rob Williams is like fantastic at that, which is a reason why you shouldn't trade him for bonus. But he's really a great passer. Yeah, and I think there's an easy argument to say the better fit would be like a Robert Covington in that Horford spot, someone who can defend well and shoot. Uh, I'll buy that. Maybe that's a better fit next to Rob. Hell, uh, even Grant he, is at this point, hey, right? You know, if they you get rid of, yeah. I, I still support like starting Horford and like I think their rotations good, yeah. have been fine lately. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, and they don't really need him to score. It's really great when he does and makes a three, 
however, whenever. But I think having him out there is good, and then staggering them throughout the game, making sure Cantor's not on the floor uh, yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. They but won by Grant, 50 the first time they didn't, right? The yeah. first time Freedom didn't play, they won by 50. Coincidence? I mean, yeah. oh. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, so the, one of the last things, and uh, we got a little time left, but I think this will take a little while. Does these two wins change your outlook on the rest of the season? Obviously, they played a lot better. Does it change the way you perceive the rest of the year and how they should approach the trade deadline? Not yet. Uh, beat somebody good. <laughs> that, that's like my simple response to that is beat somebody good. Because, you know, we had this conversation last week uh, before so. they played Charlotte. And we were talking about, wow, they just won like five out of six. It was. It was. After I, they I think the Chicago win was a good win because even though they, it was after they guys, played Charlotte. Because I said I'm not going to let this one loss taint my view of how well they've been playing. Oh, that's right, it was. And then I was saying, well, like you failed the exam because they did. Yeah. Then they went out and crapped themselves against Portland, but they bounced <laughs> back from that. They did. It's just they haven't put it all to work when the exam comes up. Like, is Atlanta going to be your big test? I don't think so. It's tough Miami. to play there on the road. Miami's coming up. So that's mm-hmm. where I'm going to have to judge it. And I think Brad should judge it too. And my thing job. is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be upset and say they failed the exam. If they lose to Miami, I'll be upset and say they failed the exam. If they shit themselves against Miami, you know what I'm saying? Cause well, if, if they play like Miami, they did against Charlotte, we, we have reason to be upset. I think yes. Miami is a good team and I've never like shied away from saying that to you, but if they play well and still lose, I'm, I'm not going to like be upset. I'm not going to be pissed because like yeah, you said, my if, the best, the best. if they compete and don't lose the same yeah. way they've lost all year, then yeah, then, then you can say, look at this, like they're making progress. But if they go out there and give a bunch of offensive rebounds or blow a lead or turn the ball over a lot or chuck a bunch of threes and lose, then all of this is meaningless. Like congrats. You beat, Sacramento, congrats, you beat Washington. Like, fantastic. Beat somebody who matters. They they haven't beat somebody who matters all month. I can't even t- – maybe Phoenix, if you really want to count that one, that was, like, really – I think it was Phoenix's first game on the East Coast road trip, and it was a matinee, so which is really, like, 10 a.m. Phoenix time, and they were playing the Celtics. <laughs> like, congrats on that one. Aiton didn't play. Oh, man, I can't – I can't Are you talking about this season? I mean, they walloped Miami earlier this year. No, no, I'm talking about the most recent one. I know they've had meaningful wins this season. I think the Lakers one was a good one. They beat Philly. I mean, I'll look through. The Bulls one was all right. They weren't fully healthy, but it was was a good win. That was an all right win, but they weren't fully healthy. Um, The Suns win was a good one. Yeah, but there's like like caveats all these wins. I mean, they beat the Bucs. But the box is the last down. good win. There you go. But Middleton went down in the middle of the game. So that's still like a game where like that was a good win. Because they, they blew right. them out. Like yeah, when, they Middle- when Middleton went down, the game was like over. They beat the the Sixers earlier this season, too. Yep, that was another good one. Like they, they've had good wins sprinkled in, but in terms of like, okay, they're trying to turn the corner now, the trade deadline well, is okay. coming up. You're trying to make a decision. They haven't had a good win in a very long time. At the Milwaukee same time, at the same time, you're saying they haven't had a good win in a long time, and you're saying, "Oh, it doesn't count because they were injured." At, in the same breath, then they haven't really had a chance to have a good win in your eyes either. Do you know? What I'm, like they've had some sprinkled in there, but like 
you know what I'm saying? If you're saying, oh, that doesn't count because they were injured, the Bulls were injured, and the Suns team was injured. All right, so then when's their chance to get the good win if the good teams are injured? You know, that that's also well, kind of bullshit. they haven't really played any good teams. <laughs> okay, fine. Then, you know, don't complain that they haven't had one in a while. Well, <laughs> you know, no, they, like, they play like a half. Charlotte is probably the best team they've played in a while. Like, this, Chicago's pretty close, but they were they had a lot of, like, I think it was five of their seven top scorers out or seven of their top scorers out. Something like that. Like they were missing a lot of important pieces in that game. Okay, fine. But then I'll play devil's advocate. They were missing smart and Rob during the, the two of their starters during the Charlotte game. Yeah. They've been missing a lot of people and you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. But there have been games where they crap themselves against bad teams too. I don't know. And and they were without smart and Rob when they beat new Orleans, which was a bad team. I yeah. New Orleans, a Rob, very different beast than Rob Charlotte. play against <laughs> Chicago. Uh, I think he might believe have. so. I think so because he only missed two. Smart games. didn't. He did. He did play against Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Celtics have been without their guys too, but I don't know. Put it together. Yeah, and maybe you, they you, will. Maybe it maybe doesn't. It doesn't mean they haven't been playing better, but they've been playing bad teams. So I see. I hate that. I, I'm not going to put it. too much weight. I think into it's it. you. I think that's the, the question. Is well, I think they're turning corner. The the answer is no until they prove it. All right. Well, I I think it's less. So my let's, thing is, let's not sit here and act like that Charlotte game wasn't a winnable game, regardless of who was on the floor. Yes, it was a winnable game. But my thing is beating the Kings by 10. Fine. When the game beating the Kings by 53, like I don't care who you're playing, bad team or not beating any NBA team by over 50 points is absolutely absurd absolutely ridiculous what is even washington beating a fully healthy washington team by 29 was it like ridiculous right like you like beat that washington team by five sure whatever 29 and then 53 back to back at the very least if tatum can continue to even shoot average from here i think the celtics have a real good chance to go on a run because even like you look at their schedule hawks are not a very good team pelicans are not a very good team they have the heat and then they have revenge against the hornets and then the pistons and the magic they win four out of six of those games and they're then they're what what is that one two three four five four to six so they're one three games above 500 three games above 500 at the point and if they beat charlotte in that stretch you know they're right close to catching charlotte in the standings they're only a game and a half out of the seventh seed and they're only four games out of the sixth seed like they have a chance to make up some ground here and no they absolutely do They, they do. I'm not going to. This is very close. My point what is, I'm, I'm not saying gonna... is these two games. I'm not saying it doesn't mean they couldn't go on a run, you know, but they aren't yet. Okay, they... fine. But I, I don't like to shit on them saying, oh, that doesn't matter. It was a bad team. That Because that's bullshit. It's not about the team you're playing in my eyes. It's about how well you play on the court as you're like individually. And they have looked phenomenal in the last two games as a unit, uh, regardless of much the better. Regardless we, of the we'll opinion. have to see what they do when the test sure. is long. That's fine, but I'm not going to, you know, mitigate or that's not even the right word. I'm not going to dumb down how well they played just because of their opponent because they played ridiculously well. That's, I mean, that's the, all I'm saying. These last two games have been great, but they who knows? Maybe the Charlotte game lit a fire under them. I hope it did. I, 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 I want them that. to win I think as bad just, as anybody. I think it's just having Marcus back, realistically speaking. I think it's having, you know, the fully healthy. It definitely helps to have Marcus on the floor. And absolutely. Rob. And Rob back and Rob. It absolutely mm-hmm. does. But And I mean, the fact that Tatum isn't shooting like a JV player. I, that definitely helps, too. I hope yeah. that conti- I hope it all continues. But, <laughs> yeah, we, we it's too early to tell. 
if it's going to be the turnaround is what I'm saying. Doesn't right. mean it can't be. We'll check back in after the, uh, but, the Hawks. But game. so far they, we we've had like a couple of these conversations before and it's turned out not quite, mm-hmm. not, not yet. And I think the Hawks game will be a good test too. Obviously it's not the heat, but they're, they've won four in a row. They're, they're uh, a good team at home in and they'll be in Atlanta. So <laughs> yeah. it's fair. But if they lose, if they lose it, it's really bad. Like, like it's not great. It's going to take a lot of wind out of these last two games. If they lose that game, it's a big game. The only loss I'll accept against that Hawks teams is something like the Utah game that happened earlier this season. Yeah. You know I mean, the Utah game, it is what it is. I mean, that, <laughs> that was like remarkable to watch. Yeah. Always happens in Utah too, right? That's it's all, it's always how it that's goes. a tough that you all almost always get a good game when they go there. <clears throat> yeah. Well, debatable if that was a good game because there's not much. That was a good game. That was a crazy game. I mean, I, my, they, my they point is had over 130 <laughs> points. Utah's shooting the lights out. Celtics are somehow hanging around. Yeah, there's nothing he can do against that. Utah. Were they up in that game? Like that. I, I don't remember. I don't Did know. they blow a lead in that remember. game? I don't even remember. I don't even remember if I watched that game as closely as I should have, to be honest. I just remember it being ridiculous. Anyways, <clears throat> um, I have written down here the East is close because you brought that up again. The East is really close this year. Really close. Jam-packed. Like, <clears throat> realistically speaking, you have – the Raptors, Celtics, Wizards, Knicks, Hawks, all of those teams are like based on this season and last season should be playoff teams, right? Like, or at least play in teams. They uh, should be playing. Should be. Yeah. Most of them should be playoff teams. Two of those teams are going to miss the play in altogether, which Good. is crazy to think about. You know Good. what I'm saying? Like, like all of those are quality teams. There's just a lot of talent in the Eastern conference this year. Like realistically 12 teams that if they made the play- playoffs, you wouldn't be shocked. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's and that's crazy that, that it's like that because it's 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 not well, like the that Cavs have been a big surprise this year washington's <laughs> yep. been they had been better than a lot of people mm-hmm. probably thought charlotte's uh, been good toronto's been better than i probably thought they would be charlotte's, charlotte's probably right around where i thought they would be i thought they'd be solid like i didn't discount them yeah but c- compared to last year like they've made a jump they made a bit no they've definitely made a jump yeah, I, that's I, my been, point. Yeah, I yeah. think it should have been expected that they would yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, man who else has been like kind of a well, Chicago's definitely Bulls, better than I thought. The they Bulls, be. yeah, the Bulls are really good. Um, the Bucks have turned it around once they got healthy. The Heat are really good. Obviously, the Nets are going to have success. Sixers have turned it around since that little slump when Embiid was out. The Knicks have been the not Knicks. been good. <laughs> no. There you go. Who could have told you that? I don't know who. Who would have told you that the Knicks wouldn't have been that well, good? It, it's not even <laughs> the, the reason the Knicks aren't even that good. It's not even – I don't even put most of the blame on Fournier and Kemba. It's Julius Randle stinks. This yeah, year. he's, like, not good. <laughs> well, that he's that's what I was saying at the beginning of the year. It wasn't really about those guys. It's like, okay, the Celtics, like, have better players around them last year than the Knicks do, and the Celtics weren't very good. So what makes you think the Knicks are going to be any better? And here we are, and look, looks like that uh, might have been a little bit right. Same with the Lakers. They're bad. Warriors Lakers are, are good. And Grizzlies. What about the Grizzlies, man? That's Grizzlies crazy. are out of nowhere. Good for Ja. <clears throat> That's super cool. I love that. I mean, the Mavericks are making a jump. The Nuggets are getting up there too. The Timberwolves being Nugget, the Nuggets are kind of funny. Like they were struggling early this year, right? Like they they had a yeah, lot a of guys bit. out, and they're still like playing Jokic with these. Jokic is Jokic is different. <laughs> that dude is something special. Jokic man. is fire. He just runs around like a big like oaf out there and throws <laughs> passes around, makes fadeaways He's... over dudes. Ridiculously MVPs. talented, absurdly. Oh, talented, he rules. Jokic. His brothers rule, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 
you're talking about playing Facundo Campazzo over 20 minutes a night and you're above 500. Yeah. That's pretty good. And shout out Campazzo. I love Campazzo. He's cool. But <clears throat> anyways, um, that's all I really had for today. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up. Before yeah. Here, but... uh, one thing, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, you know, uh, but we, there were some reports about Justin holiday today being available for ah. a free price of second round picks. Yeah. See, I don't hate it. Obviously it's more shooting and whatever, but that to me, that's like a Bryn Forbes thing, right? Like he's on the books for this year and next year, but realistically speaking is the difference between Romeo Langford and Justin holiday, a championship. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that, that's just where I'm at. The difference. It's not. And I, I tend to lean your way on this right now because I'm starting to kind of be interested in these younger guys. I think Romeo it, has looked really a lot better mm-hmm. shooting lately. Neesmith has Neesmith showed pretty flashes, good minutes. Uh, Pritchard screws around, makes some threes, you know. My, my, my thing is, time. if the Celtics were like five, six games above 500 looking to make a push, get Justin Holiday. Sure. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, but right now. Exactly what I mean. Exactly what I mean about earlier when we were talking about like turning the corner, right? Like, yeah, they haven't showed you enough this month, a month where they really should be bulldozing everybody. And they really haven't to make you say, OK, let's buy at the deadline. And who yeah. knows? Maybe they do buy at the deadline, but probably not small if they're going to buy. Mm-hmm. You want to go over where we're at in our tallies now? A few more games. Yeah, in? let's see. What it? What have they? Let's see. I had thirteen and two. They've lost Spurs, Knicks, lost. Let's see. After the Knicks, they went. I'm gonna so put X's to... and checks next to what you got wrong. Okay, oh, wrong. Did they lose to after wrong. the Knicks. Correct, correct. Pacers. They lost to Philly. Lost to Philly. That was one I was right about. You were. I was wrong. They beat Chicago. They beat New Orleans. They lost to Charlotte. They lost to Portland. <clears throat> they beat Washington. They beat Sacramento. So you are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They've played 12 games so far. 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, four. You're 7 and 5 in your predictions right now. Yeah, no good. <clears throat> so I am I was wrong about that game. I was right about that game. Uh, right about that game. Right about that game. Right about the game. Wrong. Wrong, right, right, wrong, right, right. So I think I am one, two, three, four. I'm eight and four. So we're around the same thing. You ended this. You wanted them to be thirteen and two. Right yes. now, what are they right now? <clears throat> well, right there. I only predicted one loss so far. So they are. Right now they're one, two, three. I think they might be eight and four. If they're seven and five. Well, that's bad. That's so bad. <clears throat> Not ideal. I had they, them going. Ten. They hate being above five hundred. They do. They do. You had them going thirteen and two. I had them going ten and five in this stretch. So I still have a chance to be right if they sweep these last three games. Yes, you do. But <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see if I'm. This is bad that they're. It's so bad that they're seven and five right now. Not great. Not great. Well, not great. But if you take away those first two wins which i'm not saying you have to because you include in the stretch but in the last what what is that 10 games they're seven and three that sounds a lot better right you know what i'm saying like it, it yeah it, if you put the right cutoff on okay maybe they're starting to turn the corner then it sounds a lot better because san antonio game and that first Knicks game i think you kind of got a lump into the old celtics and then the new you know starting to get better celtics you start with that first Knicks game and that's where you start seeing the progression does that yeah. make sense I'm not yeah. trying to make excuses, but like, I mean, they shouldn't have dropped either of those games. They should be, <laughs> I, you know, I agree they, they with shouldn't you. Have lost to Charlotte either. I know. My point is, 
if you or look Portland. at the beginning of the season where they were playing like that versus these last 10 games where it start, you, you can see the wheels starting to click a little bit better. And I'm not, this is me saying, by you know, my picks. I know they shouldn't have lost either of those games. They shouldn't have lost to Charlotte and they shouldn't have lost to Portland. Of course, he's the only one that's not. acceptable, even though they really didn't show up for that one. And it's still like bad yeah. that they didn't come to play in a rivalry game. I thought that'd be a close loss, not a blowout. But yeah. I stand. My by. point is, my point is, with what we saw earlier this season, I'm happy with the progress. I'll take it. And it, it looks like they're moving forward to getting better. And I, I hope, don't think I hope you can, you're more right than I am. <laughs> I don't think you can look at it in the vacuum of this season either, because realistically speaking, Tatum Brown is still 23, 25. Rob's still 24. You got what three, four more years, three more years, two more years of this before you got to make that decision on Jalen's second contract. And even then, I can't imagine them like not wanting to sign him again. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay as long as by that year you're starting to like you're competing in the East again. And I, I think they're showing signs of getting towards that direction, even if it is a short, you know, term. If you really want some silver lining, um, if at least you're not the Lakers. No, no, no. At least you're not the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> But if you want to think about like their futures, right? Like their contracts and stuff. If you're going to be bad during these contracts that they're currently on, now is the time because they're not thinking about putting uh, their name on another one. So if you're good towards the end of their contract, they're more likely to stay. And if you think that's what the way they're trending, like Jack does, uh, I mean, I'd imagine they're going to get better. I think they're, you know, still underperforming. Like I think there's a way they can figure out their issues. Maybe not necessarily this year, but there's, plenty of room for improvement and I don't know if they can get worse. Like this feels like rock bottom and they're over 500. So there you go. Yeah. I think they're fine. I'm, I'm looking up. I'm, I'm optimistic. Like all of us fans like complain a lot about this team and it's deservedly. So like they're underperforming for sure, but I mean, they're a game over 500, which a lot of teams would take in a heartbeat. Like Sacramento would take over their current situation. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, um that's all i had for today again anything else you want to throw in no i'm all right um i will say i drank like um like a hot coffee today at work yeah and i burned my throat for the first time i think ever because i i i took a sip and it was hot yeah i took a sip and it was hot and i obviously cannot spit out the drink it's burning my tongue so i instinctively swallow it and then it burns my throat no good I, I typically don't drink hot yeah. beverages because I like I like to be able to eat I do eat and drink fast and you, you can't do it. I love me my hot coffee. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't even drink coffee uh, usually. Mm, different, okay. different, different beasts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the From the Raptors podcast. Check us out at BannertownUSA.com. Check out Guy Boston Sports. Thank you to them as always. Check us both out on Twitter if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe. You can see our Twitter handles below our faces. Uh, you can see me on Twitter at JackSimoneMBA. Uh, Sam is at SamLaFranceMBA, like he'll tell you in a second. BannertownUSA for us on Twitter as well. And uh, yeah, sorry to steal your thunder, Sam. I just got in a, in a, in a pregame rhythm that i usually get no it's all right they they can listen to it again see jack and i share the (laughs) outro now because on the pregame which you can watch before every game 30 minutes on guy boston sports youtube twitter and facebook we share it to bannertown facebook we retweet it if you really want to see us you can uh he does the outro and in these i do the outro goes like this uh if you enjoyed the show thank you very much like share subscribe follow us if you're listening on uh you know one of the apps there uh, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. You can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. And you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Tic-tac-o.